Welcome to Right on Track, a songwriting podcast. Thanks to Tone for tuning in. I'm Demi Michelle Schwartz, and I'm thrilled you're joining me on my songwriting journey. So kick back and relax, don't fall flat, and remember, stay right on track. to another episode of Right on Track. I am so excited because joining me today is Tom Quiet from Live and Amplified. Hey, Tom. Hey, how's it going, Demi? Going great. How's it going for you? Oh, it's going well. It's hot. Very hot here in Texas. But <laughs> other than that, everything's good. Yeah, it's been crazy hot here in Pittsburgh, too. I'm kind of looking forward to fall. I feel like when I was growing up, summer was my favorite season, but now I just really love fall, so I'm looking forward to Halloween and pumpkin spice everything <laughs> and the fall vibes. I feel that. Yeah. <laughs> I- I'm looking forward to the cool off a bit. We've been in the triple digits pretty much every day since June 1st. Oh, wow. That's so, nuts. Yeah, yeah I yeah. went to Arizona for a Shawn Mendes concert in 2019, and I went in July. And I've never been to Arizona before. I've only been to California out west, but it was like 110 degrees every day. And I was like, my northeastern body cannot handle this. <laughs> I have completely understood. It gets hot out there. <laughs> Well, I'm so excited you're joining me today to chat all about your show and just about hosting a music show in general. But before we get into that, can you show the listeners a little about yourself and what made you start Live and Amplified? Ooh, well, that that's a very long answer, but I'll try and condense it down as much as possible. Uh, so my name is Tom Quiet. I'm originally from Chicago or the south side of Chicago. Um and, you know, I went through the school process and uh, fell in love with filmmaking. And through the journey of uh, going to film school and whatnot, I really fell in love with the idea of documentar- documentaries and telling other people's stories, like real life stories and whatnot. And so that's kind of where the genesis of Live and Amplified came in. Um, we, When I was in school we had this like basement or so it was a group of six of us. We rented a duplex and we had this basement that uh, everybody would just kind of put random stuff in. And it unintentionally became like a music room because we had one guy that was in the marching band and he wanted to learn how to play traditional drums. He played mainly the snare drum and he wanted to learn how to play like the drums. And so he bought a drum kit and then we had one guy that had an acoustic guitar and that, so this kind of became a, a makeshift music room. And I had this idea for a film telling the story about this band that doesn't really exist, you know? So it was, it was an interesting idea. And so I never ended up making that film, but fast forward, I think about four years, I found myself in a recording studio with um, a few friends of mine. I was I moved from Southern Illinois out to Roswell, New Mexico uh, in the intermediate. And I found myself in this recording studio and they were telling me all these bizarre road trip stories about things that had happened um, to them out on the road because they were like a region, they were like regional touring acts. You know, they'd uh, tour around the Southwest or whatever. And I was like, 
and I thought about that idea of telling the story of a band that doesn't really exist that I had in college. I was like, well, wait, what if we do something where we actually tell real stories? And so uh, we came up with this idea of doing, um, it wasn't a podcast originally, it was a video series. And then the video series kind of morphed into the podcast. That is such an awesome story. I think the coolest thing is that this is something that kind of developed over a period of time and mm -hmm. that the focus was always on some form of storytelling, either being the initial idea with the imaginary band, but ending up being yeah. real bands. And I think it's so cool because I think, especially with the music industry, one of my favorite things with hosting this show, too, is getting to talk to people, hear their stories, the inspiration behind their songs, because I feel like everybody has a story to tell, and especially in the music industry, that's definitely very, very valid. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, it was it was one of those things where I had seen similar ideas kind of come and go. Uh, there was a point there for about a year I lived in Kentucky, and there was a a group of filmmakers that started doing acoustics, like acoustic jam sessions with bands. They'd come in and then they just play their music. And that was kind of it, but it didn't last more than three months because you had like five stubborn artistic filmmakers that had their own vision for where this thing was going to go. And then it just kind of ended. And I, that I basic idea always kind of stuck in my head on top of, everything else and uh so then once i found myself in new mexico i was friends with an audio engineer and i was like hey man i've had this idea what do you think about it and we just kind of uh it was uh i think it was november of 2015 we sat down and you know we really started makes making some headway on it that's awesome and i thank you bringing up how this other series that you knew of didn't last very long. That's a great transition into the fact that you've been doing this for six years. And that's definitely very sustainable what you're doing. You obviously have such a passion for it. So for doing it for six years, what do you think is so special about Live and Amplified that makes it last and continue to grow? Well, first off, so we've been doing the podcast for six years. The like live and amplified itself has been about six and a half. Um, but you know, I think just the fact that we work with strict, like our intentions from the get go was to work with independent musicians. We didn't really have any aspirations of oh, one day we're going to be sitting here with Ed Sheeran having this conversation. It was never really that aspiration. It was always, I want to, I want to interview Ed Sheeran before he's Ed Sheeran. You, you get what I'm talking about? For sure, yeah. And so, so that was kind of always the idea, and the fact that we give these musicians a plat, like we've had music, we've had musicians come on, not necessarily the podcast, but like back when we were doing our our video series which we just recently relaunched by the way uh back when we were doing our video series we would have people on that had no recorded music or like they were just doing open mics and we thought they had talent so it was like we gave musicians a chance like it didn't matter if they had five fans or five social media 
or Facebook likes, or if they had 5,000, it didn't matter. So I think that's really ultimately what the uh, sustainability has been. That's awesome. And I think that's a great approach because there are so many other platforms that are very specific with focusing on your numbers and how many people were like in your biggest audience you played for and I think like I've been in situations myself trying to either get on podcasts or blogs that wanted those kind of statistics and it's like are you going to actually listen to my music or is my talent based on where I'm at currently because everybody's path is different some get really lucky and blow up right away others need to work for 10 20 years before they get a big break and so I think I feel like the industry in general has shifted so much toward numbers on Spotify and Instagram and stuff and I love how even after six and a half years your focus is still on the music and giving independent artists a chance yeah yeah and you know it's been kind of because we kind of reverted like during the pandemic I kind of gave away some control over like who we were bringing on because it was one of those deals where it's like, you know what, during the pandemic, my schedule was so all over the place that I didn't have time to schedule my own interviews. So I just kind of made it a thing where it's like, Hey, you schedule, like, here's what I have available. Here are the time slots I have available. You book if whatever works for you, that's fine. And there wasn't really a vetting process. And you know, it worked for the most part because we got to meet a lot of really cool musicians. We got to meet a lot of interesting people with uh, fun stories and whatnot. But it also backfired a bit because we had some real crazy people that can't like some real <laughs> like some of the stories that I have. Like I. Yeah. Um, but then we, all, we also had some musicians that weren't there for the right reasons yeah like it it was one of those deals where they were either really young in their career and they were just trying to get an an immediate spike on a release and it's like we're not necessarily going to bring you that immediate spike we're going to bring you the prolonged like it's going to take some time to get you there but we're going to give you the exposure and it'll get you there but it's not going to be oh we were on the live and amplified live cast on august 1st and august 3rd we had a hundred thousand <laughs> listens on spotify because it that's just not gonna happen yeah but you know it's just so we've had people kind of come in for the wrong reasons but now ever pretty much since we started streaming on twitch i kind of took back control of everything and it was like okay now i'm doing more research into who the musician is i'm like deeply listening to their music and you know if it works with me and it connects with me you know it i definitely have them on so it's one of those deals where it's like now like over the last 90 days or so we've had some of our best interviews that we've ever had because you know it's these are musicians that i you know not that I wouldn't or not that I wouldn't have had a good interview with them regardless, but it was, oh, I physically put them there. I picked them to go on this time slot, you know? Yeah. No, that's a really great point. I mean, like, you're still giving many musicians a platform, but I still think, like, 
being mindful and doing research is so important, especially because yours is live. Like yeah. this is pre-recorded, so if something hits the fan, I can edit. But when you're doing live stuff, you're really putting the trust in the person. Like, oh my god, don't say anything bad, <laughs> don't make me look bad or whatever. And so that's completely valid. Like, you know, I definitely do research on the people who I have on, and this show has gotten more popularity where I've had to be more selective because I only do six episodes a month, and so I have to start digging deeper. But just, like, regardless, like, I would feel extra stressed if it was live because you have no control, really, over what someone mm. might say. Yeah, and I think the kind of the tipping point for that even though i didn't act on it right away i it was right around the election time in mm. 2020 we had a guy that just came on and he was out there <laughs> he 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 sat on my podcast and asked me if i had a demon living behind me because i had a a dehumidifier that was so i had this dehumidifier that was off and it has like two red lights to let me know that it's off and he's like is that a demon behind you and i'm like wait what and i looked behind me i was like no that's my dehumidifier he's like okay i was concerned because i thought you had a demon behind you and i'm like Oh boy. All right. And at this point we're already live in the podcast. And then he starts going off about how he saw, you know, not to get political, but he went on a whole political tirade and then how he watched his son die and his soul leave his body. Oh my God. And I was just, I'm just sitting here like it's still up on our Facebook somewhere, but I never ended up releasing that episode because we didn't, like it was a forty-five minute conversation. I think we talked about ten minutes about music. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's crazy! Yeah. Oh my yeah. god. <laughs> yeah. I don't, oh my gosh. And the other thing too with doing it live, like if there's any kind of technical glitch or anything, like you don't have control over that either. But I mean, shout out to you for taking all the risks. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like I mean, the technical. Usually as the only like big issue, especially during the pandemic, because internet was in high demand during yeah. the pandemic, but like that was the only real issue we ever had was somebody's internet going out or, you know, whatever it was, that was the only real technical issue that we had to worry about. Yeah, no, I think it's really fun. I've done quite a few live interviews the one I did with you, I think, was, like, the most fun. It was so late. I remember tweeting, like, oh, my gosh, I have an interview at, like, 9 o'clock or something or 10 my time. Yeah. I can't remember. Yeah. But I feel like I was at the point where, like, I get really stressed when I do live stuff for the reason that I can't be edited. But I think yeah. that late, I was, like, in the state between being tired and, like, being kind of nervous so i was just like super chill and i was in this yeah. mid space and it was really fun and i think live interviews are just really fun in general too because it captures straight up humanity like any glitches any you know funny slip-ups bloopers kind of things like that stays in there and it really mm -hmm. captures like realism yeah for sure it's and that's kind of the whole point is i and you know it's it's one of those things where i've definitely had those interviews where musicians come in and they're the their best PR version of themselves, which, okay, fine. If that's how you want to present yourself, that's fine. But I want to talk to the real person. I yeah. want to talk. To, if I ask you, hey, you've got a song called Country Kitchen. What's that song about? And don't give me the PR answer. I want like, a, like 
did you grow up in the country and your mom in the kitchen? You know, like whatever it was. Uh, as you can tell, I'm not very good at ad-libbing song names, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that's really cool. Um, but, yeah, you've been doing this for so long and have so much experience. So what do you think your favorite part of hosting live and Amplified is, aside from getting to talk to so many guests? Well, you know, it, it's this one's going to sound a little deranged, but <laughs> th- there was a – so there was an interview that I had – or had, I think it was early on during the pandemic. So it had to be 2020 and it was a musician. It was a solo country musician. He was releasing his like, like this was really on early on during his solo country career. Cause uh, as I'll tell you here in a minute, he had kind of transitioned from a different uh, musical career path. Um, And I just thought, okay, cool. It's a solo country artist. We'll have a conversation. It'll be fun. He seemed like a chill dude. And about 10, 15 minutes before the interview, I was kind of doing my pre-show Insta- or social media push. Like, hey, we're going live in 10 minutes. Make sure you come hang out. You know, all that fun yeah. stuff. And I went on his Instagram page. And I don't know why I hadn't gone on his Instagram page earlier in the day. But I was on his Instagram page. And... It, his Instagram handle was something to the effect of uh, three doors, something three doors down. I don't remember 100% what his Instagram handle is, but it was something three doors down. And I'm like, that's interesting. He must just be a really big three doors down thing. <laughs> and so I'm just sitting there and I'm going through five minutes before the show and I'm looking at his thing and I'm like, wait a minute, this name looks really familiar. And I go through, it was the bass player for Three Doors Down. (laughs) And I'm like, and so to kind of get back to the point of the story was when I think I know what's going on and then it gets flipped on its head and I just (laughs) got to go in there completely unprepared. That's my favorite type of interview because then that's when my most curious nature kicks in because it's, I know absolutely nothing at this point. (laughs) And those are my favorite interviews. Yeah. No, that makes total sense. That's so funny, though. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. gosh, That's perfect. But, yeah, I think, like, too, like, that's why for my show, too, I don't plan ahead of time. Like, if we do very specific topic-based, maybe I'll have, like, a few talking points I want to hit. But, like, people have asked me, like, can I have questions ahead of time? Like, Mm -hmm. can I have, like, a layout? Like, no, this is, like, supposed to be very chill. And I think when you leave room for that, that's like yeah. what you said the best things come from that because it can go off in many directions yeah. like you have no idea what's going to come and that's like 100 yeah. authentic and i think that's awesome yeah and like i mean nothing against this one so i think <laughs> it was earlier this year i had a musician or i had an interview with a musician by the name of townsend she's uh from arkansas uh pine she's from like pine bluff arkansas and she's a really cool musician, really cool person to chat with, you know, and I'd love to have her back on. But it was one of those things where she sent me her EPK and like her press and like her bio and all that stuff. And like every so or I'll I'll read through it, but I won't read through it like in depth. I'll just try and find like key points. Usually it's like, oh, she went to this school. Uh, she's from here, you know. Yeah. Stuff, but just like the super basic stuff. So yeah. I don't come off like an idiot <laughs> um and i was just sitting there and 
I don't know, there was something in her bio that just grabbed me by how she got into music. And I started reading this bio and I'm like, oh my, we've got so much to talk about. And I think a lot of this stuff we would have gotten to naturally had I just gone through my normal course of questions and like my my normal curiosity just kind of taken over. But I was trying so hard to make sure we hit these different points that the interview kind of comes off choppy and un are not authentic. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it, it's just one of those things where I I've just like over the last 90 days or so, I've kind of found my happy spot of what do I consider being prepared versus unprepared versus overprepared. Yeah. No, that's a totally valid point. And I think I've kind of had a similar situation where I've had quite a few people on and some coming up who are pretty established. And when I get emails from these PR agents, like looking like they really want to be on the show, like things have baffled me. And so I got so anxious and felt like overprepared. Like I had questions and like, I was like, I need to like look good. Like I don't want to look bad. But then I'm thinking, if they're reaching out, they obviously listen to an episode and they obviously like how it's super chill and genuine. So why am I taking a different approach just because they're more mainstream? And so I've had to try to like not do that as much because those people, especially like if they have that much experience behind them, they're going to have great stories and great advice. So not having them feel tied down by very specific questions is actually a good thing, but I've had to get away from doing the yeah. over-research for them. Yeah, 100%. 100%. So. Yeah, for sure. So what do you think is your biggest challenge with hosting the show? Um, tr- Actually trying to find balance on the type of musicians because, you know, early on we kind of fell into this uh, I, I don't want to call it a funk, but we kind of fell into this pattern of we just had a lot of solo acoustic musicians. And I mean, we still have a lot of like solo acoustic musicians or country musicians. But, you know, I, I wanted I want Live and Amplified to be a platform for all, you know, for any type of musician. And it just so happens that Americana solo acoustic singer songwriter types are just happen to be the most uh, common types of musicians out there, which there's nothing wrong with that. But I, I I'm really trying to get myself into the habit of seeking out bands of all different types and bringing in more like hip hop because hip hop's where is like the first types of music that I really enjoyed as far as like my um, not being influenced through other people by it. It was the type of music that I naturally gravitated to. And, you know, go, growing up through high school and early on in college, I, you know, had a few friends that were in the hip hop scene in uh, South Chicago. Um, so like just, getting back to those roots and bringing in more hip hop acts is definitely something that I'm trying to do just to have more equal representation. That's the one thing that I've really been struggling with lately. Well, I think that's a really great perspective. And I love how the show is so inclusive because many aren't. Many are very specific and have this cookie cutter image of the guests they want. And I think it's really cool how you're so inclusive and actively looking for ways of bringing different musicians on. Mm. Are there any kind of musicians or types that 
you haven't had on yet that is on your list? Um, no, I like, I think we've had pretty much every type, like as far as like a, if we're painting it with a broad uh, stroke here, I've, we've had pretty much every type of musician. I think the only thing that we really haven't had much of is like blues musicians. Oh, okay. Um, and that obviously, so through six years of the podcast and over 500 episodes, it's just kind of like, I'm trying to run through my head of what types of musicians we haven't had, but for some reason, like that we haven't had that many blues musicians, if any at all. Oh wow! Like as if you're if we're talking like traditional mm-hmm. blues musicians, yeah. so yeah, I can't really think of any blues independent artists off the top of my head. Um, yeah, yeah, no, there's there's so many pop and country and folk. I think that's the most popular, and especially rock bands. Um, but yeah. no, I can't think of any blues ones. Yeah, it's one of those things where blues is definitely the big one that pops out. Um, We haven't had much in the way of like Hispanic artists, which I'd really love to have on. Like we um, we've had one musician that she's kind of she kind of crossed over more into uh, like pop music, but she could easily be in the Tejano or um i i don't even know what other like (laughs) like salsa music or something she she could definitely kind of cross over into that world but you know i'd love to bring in more hispanic artists as well that'd be cool yeah i personally love spanish music like it's weird like when i was in school and i studied spanish like when we'd always listen to the spanish music i loved it and i i know a lot of um not a lot but a handful of artists who are in the pop world but Mm -hmm. they're from that um background so some of their songs they sing in spanish or do spanish verses and collaborate with other spanish artists i think that's really cool that'd be awesome if you can get more on yeah and you know it's just kind of like right now i'm looking at like all the different countries we've already had especially during the pandemic you know moving everything online it's like we went from, oh, we're only going to do American artists to now we're, worldwide. I think, yeah, we're worldwide. <laughs> and, you know, just like the amount of Hispanic musicians that we haven't had, on, like, I'd love to just bring in more Hispanic musicians, maybe some down in the Caribbean mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Because, you know, just like I spent a lot of time in Florida and there's a lot of like Caribbean music influence down there and just yeah that would be something that i'd really enjoy is bringing in more hispanic musicians that'd be awesome so through the time hosting the show what do you think the biggest lesson you've learned was everybody's a human like that that was the big thing that i took away from like the everybody's a human at the end of the day everybody has their moments of happiness sadness you know like every you know everybody has their moments And I I really learned that lesson. Um, So back early on during the pandemic, I think this was like June 2020, I had somehow scored an interview with Roger Earl, who is the drummer for Foghat. They they wrote the song Slow Ride um, for any of the classic rock fans that happen to be listening. Um, And I had... I had worked my way into that interview 
through my dad because my dad had flown um, them to a photo shoot for an album when he was first learning how to fly. And so I kind of worked that into the conversation and got that interview. And as I was preparing for this interview, I was like, what is, what is this internationally traveled musician that's been around the world and back again? What are we going to talk about? (laughs) And, you know, it, it was one of those things like, I've not been that many places in my life. What am I going to ask this guy and how, you know, and right before we got started, he was like, he, he told me, he was like, look, let, let's just talk. Like, you don't have to, like, I know you got certain things that you want to hit, but let's just talk. And I'm like, okay, I got this. And, you know, I, I just, we just started talking like two old friends and we hit, we hit the one big point that I wanted to talk about. And about an hour in, I was like, okay, well, we're going to start wrapping this up. And he's like, why are we wrapping this up? This is fun. Let's keep going. And I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, I just didn't want to waste your, and I told him like, right <laughs> on the interview, I was like, I just didn't want to waste your time. And he's like, oh no, we're having fun. Like, you got more questions? And I was like, yeah, I got more. And so when we talked for like another half hour. Oh, wow. Uh, and so it like out of that, like, especially after the podcast, he he basically told me he's like look i'm just another guy like we're all in the same position at this point because we're talking june 2020 like that's the height of lockdown for everyone and so yeah that that was the moment that i realized like every no matter who i have on they're just they're just humans they're just people you got to talk to them like that i love that i love that so much because it's so cool i think musicians in general like I think we're like a different personality type. Like we can sit down with somebody that we've never spoken to before and be vulnerable and open and just talk like we're best friends. And it's just so crazy because I've talked to so many incredible people who have opened up about extremely vulnerable things. And I'm just sitting here like, wow, like they're not just telling me, they're saying it publicly for anybody to listen to. And I think it's so cool how this industry and musicians and the people who support musicians like you, like being in that space to be open and have conversations and just be on equal ground, no matter like, you know, where you are in your career, if you're a musician or not, and just having those conversations. Because I think that's where the magic happens. Everybody's human. Everybody has their story. And I think when you give somebody the opportunity to open up about something and just give them the validation, like, yeah, like what you have to say matters. Because I feel like today with so many people trying to do this and dealing with all the things going on now, I think it's hard to talk about things and feel like what you have to say matters and that you have a voice and all that. And so just giving somebody a space to feel like, they're wanted to be listened to and feel like oh I can talk about this and people actually care what I'm saying I think that's absolutely beautiful and that's one of my favorite things about you know hosting this show and listening to yours and all the other incredible shows out there yeah absolutely I 100% agree so before we wrap up here what is in store for live and amplified for the rest of the year and going into 2023 I cannot believe 2022 is already more than halfway over I know right that I just had that epiphany this morning <laughs> when I realized I because I was I was filling out some paperwork and I started putting July and they're like no it's August oh, yeah. what are you doing? I'm like, dang it um no but so for the rest of 20 so 
we have some pretty big things in the works and I'll just kind of be very candid about what we got going on. Um, so this past weekend I went to Memphis for the first time. I'd never been to Memphis and, uh, we had a music musician that we've had on the podcast a handful of times. She's from the UK. Um, uh, this musician by the name of Nia Nichols, she was in Memphis and she invited me to come out and it's like, Hey, it's my last weekend in Memphis. I got a couple of shows lined up with, and I was like, okay, well, while I'm out there, I've had this idea to relaunch our original video series, but as a live stream on Twitch. Um, and so we went out there, we did that and it went off swimmingly. Um, and I'm really proud with how it came out. So we're going to try and do the jam session live series on Twitch. We're going to try and do that once a month. Um, at least initially, if we can get it more than that, great. If not, once a month is really all I want to do at this point. Um, but so that's the big new project. Um, we're going to continue doing the podcast. We're working on some pretty big things for the podcast as far as guests and whatnot. Um, we've got a couple of um, bigger names that are coming through Central Texas and Southeast New Mexico that we're going to try and line up. So that'll be fun. You know, it's it's one of those things where, yes, we're 100% behind the independent musician, but every once in a while we like to sprinkle in a bigger name just to try and get, uh, you know, feed off of their name value. Like if we bring in, you know, somebody big that has a whole bunch of fans and a couple of them stick around, that's great for everyone involved, at least from my that's my logic behind the thought no for sure um, I agree. <laughs> yeah and so we've got that we're going to keep doing that we've got some music festivals we've been invited to um one of them unfortunately i think we're going to have to back out of just because it is an international festival they're uh, out in the uk and because passports are taking a bit longer to get figured out and the funding's just not quite where i wanted it to be I think we're going to kind of have to back out of that one, which is super unfortunate, but you know, it, it's going to go off. Well, they're going to have a great time. Um, but after that, we've got uh, a festival down in San Antonio that we're going to go to. It's a songwriters festival, which we're really excited about and uh, a couple other things going on. And then of course uh, we talked about it before we jumped on here on November. Yep. On uh, November 17th, we have our uh, Pancreatic Cancer Fundraiser Podcast Marathon. I'll come up with a better better name for it, but right now it's a uh, fundraising marathon in honor of my mother to uh, promote pancreatic cancer research and awareness. Well, I'm very excited to be part of that. It's such a great event, and yeah, it was lovely having you on. So much going on with all the festivals and the guests and all of that so congrats on six years of the show and six and a half from the beginning and i'm so excited to see where the show goes next so before we go can you share with everyone where they can find you on social and check out the show oh yeah for sure so uh i've tried to make it as easy as possible we didn't get lucky in the uh realm of getting the same uh same uh username handle but if you go on every social media platform instagram facebook um twitter and youtube and if you type in live the letter n amplified 
we should pop up every on every social media platform that's live the letter n amplified um and that's twitter youtube uh instagram facebook all the fun stuff but the catch-all would be our website which is liveandamplified.net and that's got everything from the the blog postings that I sometimes write and our podcast, which is up on Spotify, iTunes and all that stuff. And that's the live and amplified livecast. Fabulous, Tom. It was absolutely lovely having you on for such a great conversation. Listeners, thank you so much for listening to this episode with Tom Quiet. And of course, until next time, stay, stay right, right on, on track. track.